all born with the same goodness. We all come into the world with the same potential. If that's true, that all humans are born without judgment, shame, jealousy, then where do we learn those qualities if we're not born with them? Whole Mother is here to look at our parenting, which begins in the very first moment of birth, probably at conception. Remember that KPFT is listener-sponsored, and you are the listeners. We are in a pledge drive right now, so we really need your help. Uh, we need your help to stay on the air, so please go to kpft.org. Call 713-526-5738. Help us stay on the air. Show your support for Whole Mother. My guest this evening is, or today, is Barbara Harper. Barbara Harper is an internationally recognized expert on water birth and gentle birth. She's a published author who founded Water Birth International in 1987. I think I knew you then. <laughs> um, she has, this is not in her bio, but I just want to say she has changed the world in terms of birthing and the way we come into the world. She's had one goal in mind, and that's to ensure that water birth is an available option for all women. During the past four decades, Barbara has worked as an obstetric and pediatric nurse, midwife, midwifery instructor, childbirth educator, doula, and doula trainer. She has used her vast experience to develop unique seminars, which she teaches in hospitals, nursing schools, midwifery and medical schools, and community groups worldwide. And, and it's really worldwide. She was recognized in 2002 by, by Lamaze International for her contributions in promoting normal birth on an international level. Her best-selling book and DVD, Gentle Birth Choices, has been translated into nine languages. I remember when that book, came, when that DVD came out and how exciting it was, and uh, I used it a lot and gave it to lots of people. Uh, she's working on two new books, The Essential Guide to Water Birth and The Wisdom of Gentle Birth. Maybe we'll talk a little more about that in a while. Uh, there's also a 2016 Mandarin Chinese edition of the DVD, Gentle Birth Choices, which is very exciting. Hopefully we'll talk a little more about that too. Barbara has dedicated her life to changing the way we welcome babies into the world. I so believe that that's what we need to do to change the world as it is today, is to change the way we come into the world into a more peaceful, gentle way. Those are the decisions that we make at the very beginning. Barbara is the mother of three adult children, two of whom were born at home in water, and the grandmother of two boys. She lives in Boca Raton, Florida, where she is an active in the community as a midwifery and doula mentor and bliss-born birth hypnosis teacher. We'll talk more about that, too. Uh, her website is www.waterbirth.org and Instagram at the Barbara Harper and Water Birth Internet, INT International. Welcome to Whole Mother, Barbara. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And before we go too much further, I just want to thank you for what you have done to change the world. Uh, this is critical. Well, some days, Pat, you wake up and, and you just go on to the next task and <laughs> and you you don't value what you've already accomplished because you think God is still asking me to do more. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've told hundreds of people this year already, and what year is this, 2024? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm 72 years old, and I said, uh, um, I feel like I'm just beginning. 
Yes, I know that feeling. Yes. Yeah. Every, every day I wake up and say, oh my gosh, let me see what's on. And I don't do a to-do list. I said, I, my list is called, I have accomplished. And, and then, and, and you were at the top of the list this morning. <laughs> I'm grateful so, for that and grateful for this community to hear what you have to say. Well, there's, there's so much that you referenced on, um, like, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about this. And I, I know we have a finite amount of time. Um, and so, yes, people can contact me uh, on Instagram these days. I get probably more messages uh, on the, what do they call them, DMs, a direct message, mm -hmm. than I do on email. <laughs> so so I have to check it. And that that DM is at the Barbara Harper. And my, my daughter, my 46-year-old daughter, created that account for me because she said, Mom, you have to get hip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because the people that are having babies right now, the couples what they are, want. Yeah. are very young. Yes. And yes. so um, I've been so fortunate because of COVID and um, and God's wisdom. He just he created COVID for a lot of different reasons. And some of them were nefarious and some of them <laughs> were were a blessing, like giving yes. our planet the ability to breathe and uh, get rid of smog and and yes. um and i i stayed home prior to covid uh in 2019 i traveled uh, 187,000 air miles wow and i taught in hospitals in 19 countries in one year and that does a lot to your brain and your body <laughs> to yes. go through that yes but Everywhere I went, and including mainland China, um, where the book, uh, Gentle Birth Choices in Chinese, has sold over 2 million copies. Wow. That's and so impressive. I, I just am blown away all the time, and I only ask for five cents a copy. <laughs> so, wow. But it, even no money involved. I, I don't care because... Yeah. My mission was to get the message out. Yes, changing the world, yes. Yeah, and so I miss going to China, so I'm talking to groups about returning next year in 2025 when the next book comes out, which is The Essential Guide to Water Birth. Um, I can't Chinese, wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's going well because... Um, the the new technology with AI and um, being able to take recordings like this, Pat, and just running it through and having um, having the um, trans um, transcription uh, just happen just because you take it through uh, a um, an AI generated uh, transcribing service. And so they can take all my words from the water birth certification courses and many films that uh, that I've done and get it all, and I'm I'm putting it in uh, in order of like explaining that we have a connection um, physiologically with water. I I like to start out that. Um, with the realization that our bodies, when we're born, are 78% water. And we've just been floating in a in a sack in the womb <laughs> inside this water. Um, and every single cell of our body needs water to um, uh, communicate. We couldn't have a thought without water in our brain. That And those thoughts are relayed through electrical signals that travel through the water. So, you know, I'm in the first uh, chapters, I'm explaining also our anthropological connection with water. One of my uh, favorite authors and now friend, I call him a friend, is Wallace Nichols. He's a, he has a PhD in a marine biology. And he published a book in 2014 called Blue Mind. 
He's recently started within the last five years or maybe six now, um, the Blue Mind Foundation. And he invited me to come and speak at a conference at the University of Wisconsin a number of years ago um, and talk, uh, people, people, different um, lecturers talked about the seven stages of water. And the first stage is pregnancy and birth. Um, and it's interesting because Blue Mind, he passes out little tiny blue um, marbles and says, hold it up to the light. That's what our planet looks like from outer space. It's a little blue marble. And we we all agree with, with your um, introduction that you talk about that no one's born with um, a preconception, uh, that's an interesting word, a preconception understanding that um, there are borders and there are political groups and and separations on this planet. So the, his book, Blue Mind, talks about the subtitle is how being near, on, in, or underwater changes your brain and creates pathways to happiness. And so using that as as part of the introduction to the the essential guide to water birth, um, we reflect backwards on were there cultures uh, around the world that used water before the introduction of modern medicine? And I'm happy to report that I have found instances of birth stories and cultures in um, West Africa, West African nations, in South American nations, in Central American nations. And I was even uh, in a, a um, uh, I was in Panama with Dr. Rodrigo Ibar, and we went up to the top of a mountain on the border of Costa Rica to do a study for UNESCO to find out why that indigenous culture was having um, such high infant and maternal mortality. Well, it only took me half a day to discover that. And it's because their tradition was to gather the women of the culture with the, with the pregnant woman and, um, and accompany her on that journey. And what the what the medical establishment did was take all of the women out of their huts in the forests and bring them to a central hospital at the top of the mountain where everybody, every hospital I've been in in Central and South America paints a red line on the floor. It's called Linea Roja. It's a red line, and no one can cross the red line except medical personnel. And so the mother is by herself. She has no support. None, none of her, her mother, her grandmother, her aunties, her friends, her family. And, and, and then she's strapped to a table, and, and she's treated like... Well, she's not treated well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and and one of the stories that the elders that I gathered with um, told me, and we had two translators, one to translate from their indigenous language into Spanish and one to translate from Spanish into English um, for me, because I understand Spanish, but I wanted to get the full measure of the stories. And uh, one of the women told a story that um, some of their, their um, population, especially the younger women, are really lazy. And they, they go down to the stream in the mountain. They, they hike down and they go into the stream to bathe um, in early labor. And then they're too lazy to come back up to their hut or go into the hospital. Um, and they birth their babies in the stream. <laughs> and when they told me this story, I, I was 
I was crying and I was laughing at the same time because they didn't know about my history. Exactly. They just knew I was this midwife from the U.S. Yes. <laughs> and and mm -hmm. they, they saw the laziness as... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and to them it was, you know, this is what happens. Babies are born in the stream, in the river. And there was actual, uh, also one more story that I'm, I'm putting in the book um, about a midwife named Mama Henya in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I went there to teach in a hospital, and the hospital had beautiful paintings on every wall and in their water birth room it was open to the sky it was a it was a skylight but there was no cover on it so when the rain fell it fell into the birthing pool <laughs> and 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 there was this mural of this midwife in a rowboat out on the amazon and um and the story was that mama henya um she had passed away in the 19, early 1960s, and and she had uh, helped women have their babies in the Amazon. And she said, a, a white woman from El Norte is coming and will bring the, the uh, through, through God, will bring water birth to all of this region. And once again, I'm I'm crying. I'm I'm listening to this story, and I said, I don't know if that's me, but but um, I'm I'm bringing you this gift. I'm bringing you this gift of this understanding, and that conference um, at that hospital in Venezuela in 2007 was so spirit filled. It was so. Well, we were supposed to start at nine in the morning, and it's Venezuela, so you don't start till eleven. You know, people kind of wander in. Then we were supposed to break for lunch, and and instead, the all the doctors and midwives got up and did a a choral group. <laughs> it was it was incredible. They they had they have competitions to sing. And uh, those are just a few of the stories that I've gathered around the world. And, mm -hmm. and I've been able to teach in 76 countries. Wow. And so every, you, you've put it, but I've seen it. Every single person, every single baby is a, is a spiritual entity that is sent here to occupy a human body. And there's only one way to do that and that's through conception and birth yes. so we're we're spiritual beings seeking a physical experience for one reason and one reason only and that is to learn how to love yes and um and water makes it easier yes <laughs> uh two things um in what you said one is the women who were treated so poorly alone um the baby in utero i believe gets those messages of mm. what's happening to her mm -hmm. so that's their first that's what they they come out into the world feeling the fear the uh, discounting the anxiety, the everything that we did to the that was done to that mother, the baby now comes out and and has some of that. Um, yes. well, you, you you mentioned Blissborn in my bio, and I was fortunate to uh, discover Blissborn about 15, 16 years ago. Um, I studied uh, hypnobirthing with Mickey Mondkin. Mickey uh -huh. uh, taught at my center when I was in Portland, Oregon. And I, I, I read the hypnobirthing book, and, and I, I, I really did like the, the understanding that what my mind thinks, my body feels. Yes. And so, um, but I didn't want to teach 
hypnobirthing back in those days. I went to the conferences and everything, but there was something missing from it. And uh, a lot of what was missing for me was evidence, evidence-based literature. And so the Blissborn system that was created by Laura Wood and her sister Shelley, they're from um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, I started reading through it, uh, through the parent manual, then the educator manual. And this was so in detail with, and it was um, vetted by the English department at the University of New Mexico. It was um, the, the hypnosis sessions were all um, created through and with the, the, American Association of Hypnosis, um, and everything about it was, let's say, a thousand percent um, better in the in the in that system. And of course, there's hypno babies, and all of them are great. All of them are wonderful. And this one was I, I put my money behind it. I was I said, okay, I want to become a a, a Blissborn teacher. And the first place I want to take it, I told Laura this, I said, the first place I want to take it, I have to teach it in China. Because I'd been going to China for, you know, uh, half a, a dozen years. And so we we did, we put a committee together, we translated all of the materials, uh, audio materials, um, uh, written materials, all, all of the PowerPoints for teaching, everything, we translated it all by committee into Chinese. And that um, that first session that we had uh, teaching hypnosis for birth in China was just incredible. It, it, it's a, it's a five-day workshop um, to create teachers. And now that now that I've been teaching it um, to both professionals and students for um Gosh, when did we start? Probably around 2011, the 2010, I think, then, um, because I was already living in Florida. The, the results that we see of the births and how the births change because the parents are instructed and understand that from 20 weeks of pregnancy, to the end of the seventh year is when their child's brain and neocortex is wired together. And so with that understanding, we um, people come into my classes and I, I teach Blissborn online. I teach it um, uh, on a weekly class. Uh, my classes have been full for, for the for, since um I opened it up for a weekly class when I was here. I worked at a birth center in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, since November of 2020. And um, um, the the births, how they change, because women learn how to address their fears. And, and I tell them in the very first class, your mind will do what you tell it. And I have them read a statement on the screen that says, my mind will do what I tell it. Tell it wonderful things. Tell it beautiful things. Tell it amazing things. And that's the first statement that they read. And the very first hypnosis session that they have is to close their eyes, have the have the partner and the mom herself put hands on her pregnant belly and then take a deep breath and send that breath to the baby. And as you send that breath to the baby, just say two words, thank you. And I, I go on and I say, tell the baby, thank you for coming here. And and so I do this conversation through them with the baby, and um, and it only lasts for about two three minutes, and um, 
when they open their eyes after that. There's not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> I bet. And and I remind them this is part of your home play session. I don't call it homework, it's home play. You go home and every time you think about your baby, you put your hands on your belly and say, hi, I love you. <laughs> because um, babies create resiliency through the thoughts, the actions, the behaviors of the mother. And I don't want anyone to feel guilty. So if you have a very stressful life and a lot of fear and and uh, things that um, are not easy for you, um, just simply take a few minutes or a few seconds every day and say to this baby in your belly, thank you for coming. I can't wait to hold you. You're important to me. You're wanted and you're loved. Because that liars the brain for resiliency. No matter what's going on, this baby is reassured because they have an autonomic nervous system just like us, but it's in it's in its prototype. And the prototype is influenced by the environment. So all those brain cells wired together through, again, those thoughts. But what are the thoughts? It's when we have a thought that's negative, we release an, uh, a hormone um, called catecholamines. And that's the stress hormone. And when we have a thought that's pleasant and beautiful, and um, when we say a prayer, when 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 we sing a beautiful song, we release oxytocin, and and the brain wires for, um, uh, for those good things, and so, the the child regulates its nervous system through the the environment, and the environment of the womb is the mother's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. The environment of the the, uh, the infant or the neonate, the newborn, is again the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors of both parents um, and whoever else is in that environment. And this is why it's so important to have grandparents and aunties and uncles and, and to have an extended family. And um, I often tell my students that if they want to avoid postpartum depression, which is rampant in this society, do two things. One, have a birth where birth is being done through you. You're the center and you allow the baby to be born. And what makes it easier for the baby to be born is a mother who is calm, has a relaxed body and a peaceful mind. And when that doesn't happen, then birth starts being done to you. Yes. Everything is from outside. People are doing things to you that you might not agree with or like or want. And suddenly you feel out of control. And when you start feeling out of control in birth, then your autonomic nervous system goes haywire. And you you spend so much time in your sympathetic nervous system, um, which is fear. Um, and you have difficulty going back to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is love. And love and fear cannot coexist. However, what I teach in Blissborn is how to consciously be aware of when you shift and how the partner, we, we take the partners and we turn them into the best hypnosis coach because they know this person. They live together. They hopefully 
And women who don't have partners can can do this with uh, a doula that's been trained or a nurse or a midwife that's been trained. Um, and And she can even do it on her own, but it's so much easier if someone can be a guide and help her get back to being centered and grounded and and peaceful and calm because that's what our parasympathetic nervous system does and if anybody wants to study further um i the book recommendations that i give to my parents um there's not a single parenting book there it's all books on how to um how to discover and be aware of what we're thinking and feeling and behaving. So I've got books by Joe Dispenza and I've got books by Daniel Siegel, Parenting from the Inside Out. How what kind of attachment can you have to this newborn? Let me tell you one thing that Dr. Niels Bergman talks about. He talks about um He's the foremost authority um, on kangaroo mother care. And I had the pleasure of sitting down with him um, in 2007. I invited him to the U.S. because he's from South Africa. And he's got such a good way of teaching. He and his wife, Jill, uh, they teach together. And um, he says there's the womb provides four things for a fetus. So I always ask my couples, well, what does the womb provide? And somebody says, um, protection. Yes, absolutely. It protects this, this very delicate new human being. And with protection, we need warmth. And then somebody always yells out, um, nutrition. Yes, we want to grow a healthy placenta by eating real food. And I'm so insistent on that. Um, you know, 20 to 22 pounds of vegetables a day is not too much. <laughs> but two pounds of potato chips is. <laughs> yes. Potato I, chips are not a vegetable. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. So the baby gets its nutrition through the placenta, which you have the responsibility of growing. And then the last thing that somebody always comes up with is oxygen. Yes, we need oxygen. So therefore, mothers have to breathe deeply and and take walks outside and, and fill their lungs with this good oxygen um, and do breathing exercises and things like that. So a fetus needs warmth, protection, nutrition, and oxygen. Okay, baby's born, and it needs your arms around it. It needs, and that's protection. It needs, it needs to be on the skin, and that's warmth. Because mother's skin actually has thermo... Uh, um, receptors and can feel the temperature of the baby and can raise the temperature of her chest and her breasts by two degrees Celsius up or down to regulate this baby's temperature. We've seen it on thermography. So all of that information is in the Blissborn book as well. But so babies need warmth and protection and they need oxygen, so their breath has to be there. And and they need nutrition. And it's all in the same place. It's 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 the place is different, but the needs are the same. So the needs of the fetus don't change just because it comes out. And so when we follow what God has designed, then that baby is going to grow and be healthy 
And it, and if we follow that design through the birth, like leaving the cord attached and not cutting the cord right away. And so I teach this once again to both professionals and to parents. The, the, the way the body was designed and how it works um, in mind, body, and spirit. And so when I go into a hospital, I was in a huge hospital, beautiful, beautiful hospital with 1 million square feet of um, and 18 birth rooms. This was in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates. And it was, it, the hospital is only about two and a half years old. And I was part of talking to them when they were building the hospital and they put in um, uh, six birthing pools and six of their 18 rooms. Oh, wonderful. And a design that is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and they... They asked me to come, and I did three full-day sessions and two half-day sessions for their staff, and they invited guests from all over. We had people from Bahrain, uh, from, from Cornish Hospital in Abu Dhabi, from other hospitals in the area. Um, one doctor had come from um, Egypt. Um, there were there were lots of people there, and in that that week that I was there in Dubai, um, it's a full day, but sometimes I take two or three days to teach it because I go into the subtleties of recognizing each woman who is birthing a baby as the central authority of what's going on in her body, in her spirit, and in her mind. Um, and to retrain doctors how to use the water to facilitate um, that, that experience. So as Wallace J. Nichols said in The Blue Mind, being in water or in water up to your breast when, when you're pregnant, um, can change the way your brain works. And it's like going into an automatic hypnosis. Um, you become relaxed, your muscles relaxed, your body relaxes, and then your mind eases and you have much more focus. All hypnosis is, is a natural state of awareness. That's all it is. It's nothing mystical. It's not super um, new agey or anything like that. Um, I explain it to Christians this way by saying uh, in Psalm 43, it says, be still and know that I am God. And hypnosis is the stillness. Because before we address God, before we do prayer and petition, before we ask for what we need, um, we take some time and we we praise first. And then we do thanksgiving. We we praise and we and then we thank God for everything that we have. And that that warming up that way. Mm -hmm. That's to, to shift our focus. That's just to shift our focus so that we can see God's majesty, so that we can see the power of his word. And, and the same way that you start your classes, that you, you, mm -hmm. you're doing exactly the same. Yeah. So I don't care whether I'm teaching in Egypt or China or... Um, um, in the U.S., uh, and I, I teach in Spain every year. I teach in Israel every year. This is the first time that I haven't been in Israel in December for a very long time, and uh, I just uh, didn't feel that it was appropriate to go during the conflict. Um, but I'm planning a big trip for 
uh, June. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are 27 maternity hospitals in, uh, in the Holy Land. And I've been able to help start uh, water birth in 13 of them already. And I have another another three that uh, are waiting for their their um, instructions. <laughs> During COVID, uh, I would get up at two o'clock in the morning to start a session in Israel at, at 9 a.m. Wow. Um, and um, and and they thought that I was in Israel. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm in Florida <laughs> teaching. And and the same this the the online course we have is sixty. It's nineteen sessions that each one is forty five minutes to an hour. Um, and in the nineteen sessions. Um, I I gradually bring people into gentle birth, defining, you know, what are what are the gentle birth principles? Um, let labor start on its own, number one. <laughs> and so we talk about that. And and um, a mother who is upright, a mother who is walking, labor goes faster. Yes. A mother who gets into a tub and relaxes, labor goes faster. Yes. So we go through these principles that women should not be alone, that they should be supported with someone who understands that the neocortex of the brain is very susceptible to interruptions, is very susceptible to suggestion. So I tell them never, ever walk into a birthing room and ask a woman if she's in pain. No. What do you want to ask? You want to ask her how comfortable she is. Would you like to get into a tub of warm water for comfort? Because birthing in water is not the goal. It's not the goal. The goal is comfort, peace, and relaxation. And I believe in that so much, uh, Pat. Comfort, what's the first letter? C. Peace, what's the first letter? E. <laughs> Relaxation, what's the first letter? R. <laughs> CPR. So water is CPR for labor. <laughs> and it, and it's our first message about the world. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I, I love everything that you have said. I, I'd like to the audience to hear a little more about how do we retrain doctors? How do we get what you're 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 telling us? This is this is world changing. How can we get this? I I have so many letters and and video that come to me. There was a doctor in Merida, Mexico, Doctor Felix Molina, and I was he took the water birth certification course in Cancun. The next year, he invited me to teach one in Merida, and I did. And then he invited me back and opened it up to um, three days of water birth training and four days of hypnosis training. So I had this group of doctors for seven full days. And we had a day in between where we went swimming together in cenotes and I had 44 doctors and the, the bottom line was that so many of them found a place within themselves where they discovered their own humanity. That medical training says you can't be emotional, you can't identify, you have to stick to the script. Art. When I was Strong. when I was teaching in in Russia in the nineties, it was an actual book that had been printed during Stalin's time. Sixty three activities to get a baby out. So, and if you skipped any one of them in this hospital, I was in Rodom Odin, which means the first birth house, 
of Nizhny Novgorod. That's where I worked. And set up a program to re-educate doctors. <laughs> and and um, if you skipped one of the 63 things, which included so many barbaric, like the administration of, of scopolamine, the administration of ergotrate, the, this, this would just... It would put a woman to sleep and then and then forceps to pull the baby out. It's not about getting a baby out. It's about allowing the intimate and godly way that it was designed to let the baby out. So only only one letter difference between get the baby out and let the baby out. So the focus again has to be on the mother. And well, one of the reasons that it turned the way it did is it's not it's not money making. <laughs> yeah. And it's time consuming. Yeah. Because the process of birth starts a couple of weeks before the baby actually arrives with the release of hormones and the understanding of, um, uh, you know, of, of how the body prepares ahead of time. And then it gets closer and closer and the hormones change and elevate and how the uterus works and um and this is what we used to teach in medical and midwifery programs because I have over a hundred books that were published before 1900, before anesthesia, before yes. hospitals. My own grandmother was a midwife from 1921 and I have some of her books and a book uh, um, called Feminology by Florence Dressler says, published in 1903, says if a woman doesn't have a warm bath in labor, consider her labor abnormal. <laughs> Wonderful. In 1903. 1903. Wow. And that book also says, as well as 25 other books, never cut the cord until the placenta delivers. Wow. Otherwise, the infant will suffer a sickly childhood. Look how we have digressed. <laughs> mm -hmm. So all of that information is going into the, the uh, essential guide to water birth. When I said water birth is not the goal, it's a wonderful consequence <laughs> of a woman who feels completely relaxed, at peace, and comfortable. And when it's time to let the baby out, it's safe. It's safe to let the baby out in the water. And so all these years, Pat, I've been using water birth as a means to teach them gentle birth. And it's worked. It yes. worked in, in December at the hospital in Dubai and and in November, I was in the Philippines at a huge hospital with 200 doctors and midwives. And, and I consider it a privilege and a benefit when doctors sob in front of you and saying, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I participated in? Wow. Yeah. So, but we, I, I also tell all groups um, in God we trust, all others send me their data. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to prove to the world, I started saying this, I had a water birth in 1984, 40 years ago this, this October. And my son is brilliant, he's wonderful, <laughs> he's kind, he's, he's a good father. Um, that's, that's my my population of one. Then I had a second water birth, so I have a population of two <laughs> and to go on that. But now we have almost, we have close to 2 million water babies worldwide. And people like Dr. Elizabeth Cluett, uh, Dr. Jennifer Vanderland, um, 
um, my my good friend Diane Garland. Um, we've got um, um, people all over the world who are taking the data and turning it into statistics. And from the very beginning, I said water water birth was easier for moms, better for babies. And now we have the meta analyses that confirm that. Yes. In in over 600, 600, and every single day, every every week, I look at new articles on water birth from many different countries, and um, and we and they're all published in peer review journals, and so we we have the data to back it up. You're not going to see higher infection rates. Um, women's membranes can be ruptured for even two or three days. And you're not going to have infections, even giving birth in the water. Um, you you can the the babies are going to have less NICU admissions. They're going to um, uh, have less resuscitations because the mothers have no drugs. Right. So all of those things, as uh, I, I I weave the research into all of my presentations, and it'll be throughout the book. The bibliography right now for water birth is standing at um, right now in 12 point um, is right about 17 pages wow. of just liners of bib yes. the bibliography. Yes. Wow. So we have gathered the research. We have have um, we have 40 years of clinical experience um, and anthropological data and um and outcomes that are are superb and so we should be seeing changes big changes coming very quickly <laughs> that's why i feel like i'm just starting out yes yes it's true because after 40 years it's exciting every day it's exciting yes. i'm taking water birth to tanzania this this summer in Central Africa, um, we we were were already in over a hundred countries. A hundred countries. So hopeful. We there is hope. There yes. is absolute hope. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, if someone wants to take one of your classes, would you tell the audience how they could take your classes? If they want to reach you, uh, how can they reach you? Um, my email is Barbara, my first name, spelled traditionally B-A-R-B-A-R-A -A -A, at waterbirth.org. And um, Instagram is at the Barbara Harper. Um, and uh, I think those are the best two ways. And there's a place on the website at waterbirth.org for a contact. You can contact me there always. And uh, we're we're planning some big things, big changes um, for this year, and next year. And uh, I told everybody I'm not retiring. I don't know about you, Pat, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I I actually attended about thirty births last year, um, not as primary midwife. A couple of them as primary, but um, but guiding new midwives and. And and teaching water birth in that way, and in in well, I was primary midwife for a home birth last uh, May uh, in Spain. Uh, a British woman had hired me, and so it's it's my privilege and my honor to do God's work. Oh, one one thing that I'm going to mention: I'm going to be keynote speaker at the Christian Midwives Association. Uh, conference in September. Um, I think it starts September 10th in um, St. Louis, Missouri. Wonderful. You are changing the world, Barbara. This is such critical work to change the world. This is how it's going to be done. And each one teaches one. And every single mother who has a, a divinely guided gentle birth, whether in water or not, um, is a testament to, 
to the power of that change. And it's, it's, I'm just an instrument. I'm just the messenger. And I, I fought it for years, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I've embraced it wholeheartedly over these 40 years. So it's been a privilege. And, and I'm so glad that I have friends like you. And now you're starting to see some of the results of what you have done. Yeah. It's like you're, when your children grow up. <laughs> yes. And you see what amazing people they become. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So parting words, closing words. Um, my favorite affirmations. This week I'm teaching my class of parents how to face their fear and make an affirmation that reverses the fear and makes a statement that it's the truth as you see it or want it to be. And so my favorite affirmation I want to leave everyone is everything, everything divinely works for me. Beautiful. Thank you. It's hard not to have tears, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank we have you, just about a minute left. I want you to tell the audience again how to reach you. Barbara at waterbirth.org. And I would be happy to send out a free one-hour video to any woman that contacts me. Very good. Thank you for thank you for what you do. Thank you for changing the world. My pleasure. And thank you especially to be on Whole Mother Show. If you want to contact us, and we're always pleased to hear from you, our address is wholemothershow at gmail.com. If you want to contact me personally, you can email me at birthcare at aol.com. You can listen to this show again and many others on wholemothershow.com. Thank you to our engineers. Thank you to EJ, to Edward, to Eric for all your support and help to keep this show possible. Thank you out there for listening to Whole Mother. I'm Pat Jones. This is KPFT Houston.
I'm 